0: Hi everyone, my name's Steve Tudor and welcome to The Review Show. It's a show that's come down with two doses of cup fever. On today's pod, we're looking back on a typically rollercoaster third round of the FA Cup. One that saw City back to their best. And we're looking ahead too to Wednesday's League Cup quarter-final clash at St Mary's. We're all thirsty for some of that sweet, sweet carabao. To discuss all of this and more, I'm joined as ever by the yin to my yang, the Julian Alvarez to my Kai Havertz. It's Tom Young. Hi Tom, you there?
1: <laughs> I'm here, I'm well. I'm loving the uh, the intros always. So yeah, let's have, a, let's have another good show today. T-
0: to be fair, I don't mind being Kai Havert in that situation. I feel he is piss poor this season but overall i really rate the lad so i'm all right with that i mean i'd rather be julian alvarez of course but i thought i'd graciously hand you alvarez in that situation you know what i I
1: appreciate that i mean i respect alvarez as a footballer i think he's a he's got the potential still to be one of one of the best around he's just Mm. got a really really punchable face so he's just one of them players who i put him up there with like the richarlison's as players who just the, the face just annoys me a little bit. I don't know what it is about him. He's just, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't like his face. Like yeah. it's, not, it's nothing, well, it is entirely personal because I'm saying I don't like his face, but yeah, he's just got a really punchable face for me. But yeah, um, so long as he's, I mean, I don't know if pa- part of that is probably because he scored the winner against us in the Champions League final and I'm still a little bit salty about that. But, you know, we'll uh, we'll, we'll forget about that for now. Yeah, and we'll, I, uh, we'll focus on uh, on Sunday instead, which was much better.
0: Yeah, I reckon I could take him. There's not many footballers I reckon I could take I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not a hard man by any stretch, but I reckon I could have Havertz.
1: Yeah, I'd, uh, I think I'd back myself against habits.
0: Yeah. Uh, most of the Chelsea team, to be fair. I mean, I wouldn't fancy you know Koulibaly or Thiago Silva or any of the no. back line. But if you're going up to Mason Mount and all that, piece of piss.
1: Yeah, yeah, I th- I, th- I think they they've got one of the smaller sides haven't we, Yes, Charlie? But yeah, yeah, do not put do not put me in a ring with Cooley Barley because I will not come out the same no, man I don't exactly. think. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and of course you've got Kappa with, with his reach. He'd be a danger with his reach, but uh... Yeah,
1: that yeah, but I again, I think if you could get on the inside of it. Yes. I yeah. Think, yeah. Just just yeah, get get in the middle of the ring. I think you'd be all right. Just don't let him don't let him control the uh Control the range. <laughs> um, I did not expect that this would be where this yeah. podcast would be going two minutes in, but we we go where we go and we see where we end up. You
0: know what? I'm half tempted to carry on for the whole duration. Of <laughs> the rest of it. We could go yeah. through every team, every. We can do a special, yeah. yeah a in f- fact, before th- we do, a, a city player who you would least like to have a fight with.
1: Who I'd least like to have a fight with? You know what? Just cause I think he's an absolute maniac, Edison. I just yeah. think that yeah, man yeah. that man knows how to fight. I would not he's not the biggest lad on the team by any stretch of the imagination. But I think Edison would just be terrifying. I think he'd he just know how to how to win a fight.
0: Yeah, I think Kev wouldn't wouldn't stay down either. Kev would just basically he'd yeah. have a really red, puffy face, his ears be burning, you know what I mean? And and he would yeah. just go at you and at you and at you as well. So Yeah. Yeah, and That's... obviously there's no City player I'd like to punch. I mean, not for several years now, not since Danny Mills, in fact.
1: Ah, yeah, it's very good, very good.
0: <laughs> I, I interviewed him recently Danny Mills, and I was honestly worried. That, I mean, I interviewed Dwight York this week, so I can fake it. You know what I mean? I can interview. Yeah, yeah, you I've can got, do it. Wes Brown, I've got tomorrow. I, I can fake it. And to be fair, most of the time that they're all right, they're nice. Wes Brown's dead sound, but um, I can always fake it with United players and Liverpool players. But I was worried about Danny Mills. I thought, he's going to know. He's going to sense it. And yeah. when I listened back to the interview later when I was transcribing it, there was a couple of moments where I just went, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, you know, I just couldn't just, fake it.
1: I bet you would get that a lot, though. I don't think he, across the board, I don't think he's just a very well-liked man. <laughs> I, so I just no. think, I imagine he just, you were probably one of the nicer guys he's spoken to. I'd imagine at least you tried to fake it. I'd imagine there'd be a few out there who just would make it quite clear they're yeah. not a massive fan of the man, and they're just doing it for, for the for the work purposes.
0: Yeah, if you're Danny Mills, you know you're Danny Mills. You know, yeah, there's, exactly. there's no getting around that fact. He knows it 24-7. Was brushing his teeth when he's having his toast. He is thoroughly aware that he's Danny Mills. And that,
1: yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, that
0: really is punishment enough, to be honest. Yeah, um,
1: ter- terrible bloke. Terrible bloke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, looking ahead to last weekend's game against Chelsea. Uh, first off, before we get to any kind of questions... Um, it was just thoroughly enjoyable, wasn't it? It was kind of sitting back to their best.
1: Yeah, very much so. That first half in particular, the second half, we well, we put ourselves in a position where we could take our foot off the gas a little bit, but that first 45 was, I was trying to think back to, I think the only time I would say we'd look like that this season was maybe that first half of United at home mm. when we just absolutely blew them away but it was men against boys for that first sort of, well it was men against boys for the entire match but that first 45 in particular was just breathtaking to watch, it had shades of that 17-18 team who just mm. tore apart anyone in front of them and yeah it was especially after what we saw on Thursday night which was far from convincing uh, obviously we got we got the result we needed and that was sort of the most important thing, but I don't think many City fans left left the game on Thursday night thinking that was sort of trademark City to then be given a sort of second go at Chelsea on Sunday. And I, I know it was sort of weakened sides on on both on both accounts, but we um, yeah we were just astronomically clear of them at the weekend. It was I felt a little bit sorry for Chelsea in that first half, and I don't feel sorry for Chelsea hmm. often, but they just. They, they, they were like a fish out of water. They just couldn't do anything. They were just... Every time we got into their final third, they clear it to the halfway line and we just kept coming again and again and again. And yeah, it was fantastic to watch.
0: Yeah, Potter has admitted, doesn't he, that when things aren't going well, the last team in the, in the entire world you want to face as much as City because they'll just punish you and punish you and, and just highlight every flaw that you have. And, and there were so many flaws from Chelsea, it has to be said. Um, from a City perspective, Why did this first half on Sunday contrast so greatly to the first half on Thursday? Was it simply the fact that on Thursday Pep overthought it, he went a bit experimental and it just didn't work?
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think it surprised me that Pep did that on Thursday rather than on Sunday. I think if you look at the context of the fixtures, if there was one game where you'd think, well, we can experiment here a little bit, that would that sort of is made for the for the FA Cup the Sunday game, which we've seen in the past. As much as Pep wants to win every competition he's in, the FA Cup we've seen the last three years. We played weekend sides in the semi-finals and got knocked out because we got bigger fish to fry. And at the minute, the bigger fish to fry for City is the Premier League. So I was surprised it was that way round. But I do think the issue, the the well the the main issue on Thursday was in that first half was that no one no one looked comfortable in the in the system they were being asked to play and Pep tries things, they work, they don't work, it, it happens and I'm sure we won't see that formation again or that sort of style of play again because evidently it didn't work on Thursday. But again, I think the shackles were off on Sunday. I think the players were sent out there and Pep just said go out there and kind of like we saw um what game was it where I'd said it was it was kind of a, a similar performance. Um Oh at Liverpool the first game back um yes. in the Carabao Cup yeah. where it was kind of it wasn't a traditional City performance against Liverpool, it was kind of a bit of everything everywhere. This one on Sunday was a bit more structured. But yeah, I think Pep just let let him go out there and, and have that that freedom and with uh with Julian in the in the nine kind of dropping in and moving moving left and right, we we saw a little bit more of what we've what we've come to know of City in the last two years without an out and out striker, despite the fact that Alvarez was playing this at out-and-out striker if you will so yeah I just think they were given the freedom to go out there and express themselves and it, it
0: paid dividends. Well with Alvarez playing that role and the performance that we saw it's led to people speculating on Twitter some being kind of ironic some being serious that we are a better team without Erling Haaland. how much credence would you give that that, that thought?
1: You know I said it in, in, our, in our 9320 chat the other day that whenever I've heard it prior to Sunday I've kind of gone you're mad. How can you say that a city could be better without Erling Haaland? With the amount of goals he scores, with sort of his ridiculous individual output, and I still believe we are a better team with Haaland in there. But for once, I've watched City and I've kind of—I don't think now moving forward I'd be worried if Haaland was unavailable. Yeah, and I don't. I don't yeah. think that's necessarily me saying we're better without Haaland. But I've seen enough from City without Haaland. My worry was that we would become dependent on him. And if he doesn't perform, we don't perform. And my worry was that if he picks up a knock sort of February, March time, we're going to struggle because we've become so dependent on, on the goals of Haaland. But as we've seen at the, at the weekend, we can also revert back to that more traditional pep style because whichever way you look at it, whether you're Haaland's biggest fan or you, you believe we're better without Haaland, it doesn't doesn't really matter. It's... We did play, and we do play sort of, I would say, better football without Haaland in the team because Alvarez offers you that little bit extra with his with his high press and he's slightly better. I'd, I'd say, personally, with, with the ball at his feet, them laying off them one-twos, mm. he can drop in and get involved in the game more. I think, as a team, we just have that fear factor with Haaland in the team. I think Haaland's presence alone makes us Just adds an extra dimension to our game because teams are so aware of what Haaland can bring and what Haaland consistently brings regardless of what you do to stop him i'd love to see uh um i'd love to see against united at the weekend um alvarez starting on the left-hand side and Haaland through the middle I, i want to see a run of them two players playing together because there's this belief that well alvarez is better as a nine and Pep won't play two strikers and they're probably right Alvarez probably is slightly better as a nine and Pep isn't going to play two strikers but Alvarez we saw at the weekend when he's drifting out to that left-hand side and cutting in and getting involved he's unbelievable regardless of whether, whether you play him as a traditional number nine or, or as a wide forward and I think get them to get them two in the side together and I think that's that's what you need I don't think it's always better with Alvarez or better with Haaland. I think that the cherry on the cake would be Alvarez and Haaland playing a runner games together because we saw it against uh, Nottingham Forest earlier in the year when we just blew them out of the water at the Etihad and them two, but, well, both of them had a, had a big role to play in that one and I'd like to see that in a big game and I think I think Alvarez should be starting at the weekend alongside Erling Haaland.
0: Yeah, I think we, and this was always going to be the case, it always felt like this was going to be the case at least, that Alvarez is so good That it won't simply be a case that he's back up to Haaland and we will face up, at least Pep will face a dilemma at some point of what to do with him because he has to play. He's too good to not play. He's too effective and too impactful not to play. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, we saw further evidence of that at the weekend. I will
1: add on top of that that I think Alvarez's World Cup has also sped up the the bedding in process because I think we. What may well have been a twelve-month period where Alvarez will play, start cup games, and kind of ease his way in. I think Alvarez knows, and I think every club in Europe knows what Alvarez is capable of. And I'm not saying that he jumps ship after twelve months if he doesn't get enough game time, but he's certainly got more of a leg to stand on to go into Pep's office and say, "Look, I've just won Argentina the World Cup," and I stand by that Argentina would not have won the World Cup if it was not for Julian Alvarez. Because they were a different beast when they dropped Martinez and started started starting Alvarez instead, and I don't mm. think they'd have won the World Cup without him. if he doesn't get enough game time this season and then batter Barcelona or Real Madrid come knocking at the end of the year, I'm not saying I think he would leave, but I think he'd he'd have a he'd have the thought of well, will I get more game time there So he's now in a position Alvarez through his performances for city, through his performances at the World Cup to have gone from i mean there was talks of him maybe even going out on loan before the start mm-hmm. of the season like and he's now a world cup winning number nine for argentina alongside Lionel messi so he's he's in a position now where he needs to be playing more games um and i think again his performance at the weekend warrants more game time at manchester city
0: i think messi loves playing again with him and um, that was yeah that was evident in the world cup um As regards to Haaland, it's a typical thing on social media where people on Twitter can't seem to accept that two things can be true simultaneously. So, for example, no one is... To, to say, for example, that the team doesn't function as fluidly with Erling Haaland, the team is not a criticism of Erling Haaland. And um, to say that, kind of, you know, Moraes and Grealish, for example, are somewhat hampered and hindered with him in the team in comparison to when they're playing with, let's say, Alvarez or if Foden was in there as a false nine or whatever, that they'll be more liberated and the, the front three will be more fluid. It's not a criticism of Erling Haaland because. Erling Haaland has scored 27 goals this season. He yeah, a, exactly. He's scored a goal every 63 yeah. minutes. He has been phenomenal for City. So it can be equally true that Haaland has been phenomenal and yet we look more fluid without him. Um, both those things can be true. And then when you accept that, you just basically have to decide which one to go for because you yeah. can't be both. It just can't be both because of a player it's... that Haaland is.
1: Another point to make on the matter is, with all due respect to Chelsea and the players who played on Sunday, that was a very young, very inexperienced sort of makeshift back four with Humphreys and Hall playing and starting a game against sort of players that that they're not used to playing against at that sort of high-level week in, week out. So who's to say if if Haaland didn't start at the weekend, we wouldn't have had a similar performance? We saw what he did at the Etihad against United in a... He, he, what was it, three goals and two assists in sort of 60 minutes of football mm-hmm. where we tore United apart and we played very similar to the way we played against Chelsea and we, we we dictated the tempo of the player. We kept a lot of possession in around the final third and like you expect with any pet performance. So we have seen with Haaland that City are capable of doing it. I think the fact that Haaland's maybe underperformed in his last couple of games, we played really well against Chelsea. I think all of a sudden everyone's kind of panicking and going kind of... Making their own decisions based on not a lot of sort of material to to kind of base those those opinions off. And don't get me wrong, we're fantastic at the weekend, but I'm I'm not I'm not for one minute sitting here now and, and saying that City are a better team without Haaland because I still don't believe that's the case. But as I say, I've now got more confidence that if Haaland were to get injured and City were to have to go a sustained period without him, it doesn't concern me like maybe it would have done four or five weeks ago.
0: Thanks for listening to the first 15 minutes of the show. To listen to the full podcast and all our contents, including reviews, previews, analysis, quizzes and much more, go to 9320.com to sign up now or simply click the link in the description. So what are you waiting for? Go to 9320.com now for the best, most passionate, impartial coverage of Manchester City and beyond.